0: to all the fire stations. It was awesome. So um, it was awesome. So it was a really cool thing. And there's more to come where the youth and the mission team are feeding uh, first responders. So you want to be a part of that and, and be praying for them. The children's ministry is making kits for the caring angels. So if you're a children's parent, uh, one of the children's parents, look over to the children's page and see how you get involved in that. We have online Bible studies right now and Sunday school classes. I hear Pastor Sam's Wednesday night Bible study is the best in the nation is that what I heard it's amazing it's amazing you're going to want to be a part of that the ladle of love and the clothes closet are going strong and doing great things and here's my big announcement are you ready is everybody ready can I have a drum roll maybe
1: oh, oh here
0: we go this is the big announcement we're going to have a Camp Sumatango work day Saturday February 13th uh, there's two different shifts that you can go out and work 9 to 12 or 12 to 3. There's inside work where you can clean some cabins, stuff like that. But outside work where you can help clean the trails. It's going to be so much fun. Lunch is provided. um, And there's also t-shirts. So you have to sign up so we know who's coming and what size shirt you need. But here's the key. If you're a youth or a youth family, I'm recommending work the early shift so we can go hike the second shift. It's going to be awesome. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so... calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Great is your faith O God You wrestle with the sinner's restless heart You lead us by still waters into mercy And nothing can keep us apart God of Jacob, you use the weak to lead the strong, you lead us in the song of your salvation, and all your people sing. Remember your children, remember your promise, oh God.
3: My microphone. Oh, there it goes. My microphone will be on in, the mo- uh, in a minute. Good morning. I'm glad that you're worshiping with us today. I want to thank the praise band. Uh, that's one of my favorite songs. Your grace is enough. God's grace is always enough. And we need to remember that, don't we? We forget sometimes God's grace is enough. We need to remember that. We need to remember uh, to support our church. So remember to send in your tithes and your offerings, even if we're not meeting in person. Send it online, send it in the mail, drop it off. Uh, Remember the ministries that we're doing. Remember. And today we're remembering something extra special. We're remembering Camp Simotonga. We don't need to forget. I want you to just think about memories that you have of going to elementary camp, junior high camp, mommy and me camp. Remember going on your Emmaus walk. Remember all the special ways that God has touched you with Camp Sumitanga. We're gonna take a special offering today for Camp Sumitanga because you know what happens if you forget something, it just usually kinda of goes away. And we don't want this this jewel this that we have in North Alabama Conference, Camp Sumitanga, to go away. So we're gonna remember and we're gonna be a part of what makes it better and there for generations to come. So, if you can give a special gift for Camp Sumatonga, I'm going to remind you again later on, maybe right at the end of the service. Uh, you can make your gift out to the church, mark on there Camp Sumatonga, but let's help support this great, great camp. And uh, our special guest speaker today is going to be uh, Tony Jones. He's the new director, he's a, he's a good friend, a good brother. I love him. And he's going to do great at camp, and you're going to get to see why when he comes and brings the message in just a little bit. Will you pray with me today? If you've got a special prayer need, put it in the comments section. Email it to us. We'll put our prayer team on it. Uh, We want to pray for you. We want you to pray for us. Let's pray. God, how good you are to us. How sufficient and how wonderful is your grace to us. Lord, we don't deserve any of it and you're always there for us so help us to remember that help us to remember that when we're struggling help us to remember that when our health is failing help us to remember that you're enough for us that you are our provider that you're our healer help us to remember Lord that your grace goes before us and prepares the way and Lord help us to trust you help us to trust you enough to give to give sacrificially, knowing that you're enough for us. Uh, God, bless those that are hurting this morning. Bless those that are serving those who, that are hurting this morning. We pray your special blessings on our guest speaker today, on Tony Jones, and his ministry at Camp Sumatonga. Just give him the grace and the anointing he needs today. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen.
2: such faithfulness so wonderful so beautiful so kind and lovely isn't he isn't he Fight and pray
1: Good morning. Blessings to you from the holy and sacred ground of Camp Sumatanga. Uh, it's a certainly an honor and privilege to be here. The sound in this room is pretty amazing, right? Like at the 16th chapel or something. It's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I went and visited Trinity in Homewood, uh, Trinity United Methodist Church in Homewood last week, and Brian there delivered an amazing message and he used this sermon series text that I'm going to use today from Nehemiah and while I was sitting there listening to him preach this incredible sermon I thought wow that is so fitting for what I'm experiencing at Camp Sumatanga and so as you are there at home online probably in your pajamas with your sausage and biscuit and those of us that are here we can move over and make room if there's more wants to come in Uh, uh, we can we can adapt Uh, I just want to uh, share with you this story from Nehemiah and a little bit of my experience at Camp Sumatanga. My name is Tony Jones and I'm executive director at at camp and I've been there since November 2nd and a bit of Nehemiah's story is my story as well so if you would I invite you to join me in the reading of uh, our scripture today. Second chapter 17th through the 20th verse of Nehemiah. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hands of my God on me and what the king had said to me. And they replied, let us start rebuilding. And so they began this good work. When Sanaboth the Hornite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite, official, and Geshem, the Arab, heard about it. They mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you're doing, they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? And I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historical right to it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I hope you realize how blessed I feel to be here and share a message with you online and with those in this room here at Gadsden First about our beloved Camp Sumatonga. I'm not sure if you realize it or not, but Gadsden First and I have a, a long history. Uh, I, we are connected. Uh great friends and, and a couple that I love dearly, Ken and Peggy Casey. Uh, Ken was my pastor at Lester Memorial and probably had a lot to do with ushering me into the call of ministry. And then Peggy was mother and grandmother to our children and she came to our home at the right time. We had three small children and they, would, they, they basically raised us and helped raise, <laughs> us raise them. And uh, it was a blessing to have them in our life at such a special time of our children's age and mine and my wife's married life together. But that's not the only connection that I have with Gadsden First. When I left medicine, I was in nuclear medicine, when I left medicine and I applied for seminary, father of three beautiful girls and a large mortgage and leaving a work that I adored and had spent so much time and energy and acquiring a certain status and reputation, and, and I, I left medicine and I was going to seminary. I didn't know how I was going to pay for anything. And it was at that time that this church, a family in this church, the Hardin family, then uh, made way, made it possible for me to go to seminary. I, I was, I won a scholarship basically, and so without their help, I don't know how I would have been able to pull it off or how I would have ever been able to afford the cost of seminary. It was a blessing that I'll never forget. And it's a blessing that I try to honor each and every day. So think about this. This is how much this means to me. Every time I officiate a wedding, this church and that family are with me. Every time I serve communion, this church and that family are with me. Every baptism for every infant or adult, this family, this church, are alongside of everything I do. They have invested in me, and I've invested in that investment in the kingdom of God forevermore. So it, it affects everything that I do, even my my relationship with camp, my ability to be at camp. Fast forward many our several churches appointments later, and millions of prayers and hundreds of weddings and funerals and communions, and, and, and certainly, fast forward, about 20 pounds. I thought that was going to be funnier. <laughs> it, it, my wife and I were given the responsibility of our beloved Camp Sumatangam. We thought about it years ago, my first Emmaus walk when I was at camp. I thought, how cool would it be to be at camp all the time? And be careful what you ask for, right? God will give, give you all the blessings you can stand, right? But everything that I've experienced since November, all the churches that I've served, all the communions and baptisms and funerals, all of that started with this church. With this church. So it's fitting when this incredible ministry staff invited me to come speak that I get to come to Gadsden First. And share a bit of this calling in my life. So it all started with this church and the weight of a calling. And it was kind of that way with Nehemiah. If, if you remember your Nehemiah story and you look back at that text, Nehemiah was in a good place in his life, a comfortable place. If you remember, Scripture tells us that he was the cupbearer. That's the second to the king. And I, I don't know. We 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 don't have cupbearers today, but you can imagine that a cupbearer had some status. He probably had the best seat at the table next to the king, and he certainly had the ear of the king, and he was in great relationship with the king's court. Everything that had the cupbearer was in the know. So he was in a good place in his life, a comfortable place. But what happened? His heart was not at peace. So after serving the king, Very well, he went to the king and the king and noticed that he was sad, right? And so he was, his heart hurt. His heart was not at peace. And so the king asked him, he said, what's the matter with you? Are you sad? Why are you sad? You're never sad. And he said, well, my my Jerusalem is in damage. It hurts and the walls have been burned and I need to not have the disgrace on my people. We are hurting because Jerusalem is in ruins. It makes me think about my heart whenever I have witnessed over the years Camp Sumatanga. And it's kind of found itself in ruins. And trust me, there's plenty of ruins at Camp Sumatanga. I was in a good place in my life and my heart was not in peace. I served in a church in Athens, in East Limestone as we call it. And, and it was a church that had gone through some difficult times. But I had been there just over two and a half, three years and, and, and we had reached a place of spiritual health. We had started gaining confidence again, and we were growing. I was served at several churches in our conference, and it was a similar story. I'm, I, don't, I don't know that I'm a good preacher. I, I don't know that I'm a good administrator, but I love people. And I've been called to churches and there's, when there was a problem, and, and just by the grace of God, been able to kind of bring about a little bit of health and confidence. And so our church was in that confident state and we were seeing great gains and we were making relationships. And then God turned my heart upside down. Somebody reached out to me and said, the camp's looking for a new executive director. And so I left that comfortable place and I applied for this director's position at camp. It was, it was kind of a fascinating time. Now I say that to say, I'm no Nehemiah, right? Kim would be the first to say, I know Nehemiah, and you're no Nehemiah. So I acknowledge that. But I am the person God called. And so I honor that calling in my life. I'm happy. I'm happy to take on that responsibility. Like Nehemiah, I watched that situation that he was in, and the first thing he did, he developed a plan. I don't know if you remember the scripture, but he went to the king, and he said, would you write me a pass? So that I can have safe travel. And would you also write me another pass, a letter, so that I can show it to the person to get lumber for the gates. And so he, he developed this plan. And he went to his people and he said, I want you to just build this section of the wall. Right? It's kind of like the, the, the common day, stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Right? Just build this wall. Don't worry about anything else. I'll take care of the wall. Just build this wall. And he went to the next family. He said, build this wall. Right here, this section in front of you. And go to the next one. And the next one and the next one. Nehemiah had a plan. And he knew that this plan wasn't going to be the easiest in the world. Because there were people that were being raised up against him. Saying harsh things. Saying that what he was doing was crazy. He said it almost is going to be impossible. Right? Ken knows Nehemiah and I know Nehemiah. But... I've heard those similar stories in my few short months at Camp Sumatonga. The deferred maintenance is unbelievable. The enormity of every project is unbelievable. I had been at camp for maybe three weeks when I lost the sprinkler system and and the retreat center won, and the sprinkler system at Hutto burst. 70,000 gallons of water was rolling downhill. To Canoe Creek behind Hutto. And then I had a valve up here leaking and a hydrant leaking here. I don't know if you know this, but Camp Sumitanga is like a mini city. There's water in and it has to be maintained. And then there's there's water that's in a holding area. You use it on, on site and then water out as it hits the treatment plant. And you have to keep all that running all the time. And then, heaven forbid, you have a leaky roof, or you have some kind of tree fall, or or animal infestation, or mold, or, it's it's a lot. The projects are huge. But they can be conquered. They can be changed. We just work on the first project that we can. Get it done. Go to the next project. Get it done. We have a bridge on the way to pool camp that needs replacing, and that should start in a couple of weeks. Hope to finish it uh, in about an eight-week period. We've started construction on a new vent hood with fire suppressants for our kitchen at the lodge. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredibly safe and not bad to look at, right? We just yesterday, not yesterday, Friday, got the second well online. We, we've got three wells on site, and we've been pumping our water up for the camp out of one well. Where we've got a second well online this week, and that eases my heart, knowing that we're not behind the eight ball and pumping water. I've hired a new maintenance director. I've hired a new food service director. I've hired a new summer director. God has blessed us with a team of people that's going to rebuild their section of the wall. They're going to do what they can to help secure Camp Sumitanga for the future. So I come today for three simple things,, to, to, in my experience of camp, in my sharing of camp and representing camp, I, I come to ask your prayers, I've come to ask for your presence, and I've come to ask for your trust. Now I suppose that when you knew that I was going to come speak today, if, if Sammy had a good job of, did a good job of letting everybody know, then the first thing you thought was, Lord, he's going to ask for money. Because <laughs> that's what we do, right? I'm told to go ask for money. I'm speaking to as many churches as I can, as many people that I can, and and to, to kind of let you know that we need money. And that's just a necessity for camp. But that's not really why I'm here. See, I've got an ace in my hole. I, I, I've got... I've got something special, and and I think that if you do these things that I'm asking you to do, if you pray for camp and if you show up with your presence and that you begin to trust camp again, that all that financial situation will work its way out. See, I believe if you include us in your prayers, God will place that burden on your heart. God will prick your heart in such a way that you will not be comfortable until you make sure our beloved camp's back to where it was Not too many years ago. I believe that God will put that burden on your heart to rebuild just like Nehemiah rebuilt the temple in Jerusalem. See, I believe if you include Camp Simitanga in your prayers, it'll be on your mind constantly. You'll be thinking about it often. How can we help in a powerful way? How can I do anything that needs doing at camp? To secure its success for not just my generation, because I had an amazing experience there, but what about my children and my grandchildren? To be that camp that you know Camp Sumitanga can be. Include us in your prayers. The second thing, presence, right? I believe if you include Camp Sumatanga by being present at Sumatanga, that we would get things done. You will be connected with the Holy Spirit in the holy, sacred place that Camp Sumatanga is—that place of rest and vision that the name Sumatanga suggests. See, if you just show up, you'll be—you'll be—you'll be overwhelmed by the beauty. By the lake. 1,700 acre facility. 55 acre lake. 70 facility buildings. And every bit of it is holy and sacred ground. You hike to the chapel. And you look. Just like I did over that valley. And you say Lord have mercy. You might say what have I done. Like I did. But you'll say man this is beautiful. This is amazing. So if you show up. Show up for your mass walks. Bring your church groups. Bring your family and just spend the day at the camp. Show up. Show up like never before. And if Camp Sumatanga can just get the world to get off our throat just a little bit, just to give us a little bit of luck, I believe we'll be in a good place. Show up. Be present. The last thing is I believe if you begin to trust we can accomplish something amazing. Then you'll give us Anything and everything. See, I believe that if you trust the camp, you'll happily write that check. I don't have to ask for money because if you include us in your prayers, and your presence, and if if you trust the camp, then you'll be happy to give. Not just for us, for generations to come. So that everybody you may come in contact with the living God. I have a favorite scripture and... It's John 21, 25, and this is it. It's the last verse in the Gospel of John. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose even the world would not have room for the books that would be written. Now, that's not a flashy verse to be your verse. Right of all the verses in the Bible, that's my favorite. This is why. When Gadsden First and I were forming a relationship, when the Hardin family was reaching out in connection so that I could go to seminary and I could serve churches in the North Alabama Conference, when, when all of that was happening so that one day I could be an executive director at Camp Sumitanga, that scripture made scripture, made the Bible, made the, the, the life of Jesus Christ come alive for me in my life. And this is why, because when I looked at that, I knew that there had to be more to Jesus' life than just being born in a manger, just being baptized in the Jordan River and then being crucified. There had to be more. And for me, it meant that Jesus did do many other things. And and yeah, they're not all recorded down, but he was author of many, many books. And I say that to say this, the Bible came alive. And it made me think, it made me think that I'm authoring many books for Jesus Christ. You see, every time the Harden family gives a scholarship, they're writing a book for Jesus Christ. Every time Gadsden First invites someone to come and stand in their pulpit that represents Camp Sumatanga, they're writing books for Jesus Christ. They're authoring books, the next book, so that Jesus can the story of Jesus can be told. And when we open up camp. We're writing book after book after book. See, it's compounded interest. And that should excite us all. Jesus did many other things. And I suppose if every bit of that was written down, the world could not contain the books that would be written. So my question, my question for you online, at home, for everyone in this room, What books will you be authoring in the future? What are the books that you be the author of? What stories are you writing for Jesus Christ? I pray together we write volumes after volumes that include Camp Sumitano. But I can't do it without your help. I can't do it without you. Thank you for having me. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to close with this prayer as the praise team comes and leads us in a closing song. Lord, we thank you for your grace. I thank you that you have considered my life worthy to do something enormous. Father, give me the strength and the patience. Give me the help. Give me a bunch of wall builders. Place that burden on our heart to grow in prayer and presence. Let the trust come. May we write book after book in your holy name. Amen.
3: I want to say thank you again for worshiping with us. I want to say thank you to uh, to Brother Tony Jones uh, for coming and bringing this message to us. It it touches my heart, and I hope it has touched your heart too. To know uh, that God's grace is sufficient, and that we have this this beautiful opportunity to be a part of something special for not only for our lives but for somebody else to pass it on. And that's the song that we've always uh, sung at camp, around the campfire, to pass it on. And that's what I'm asking you to do and to think about. So, hear now this benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit go with us all, now and forever. Amen.